Hey guys, you're listening to Minnesota Nice, where passive meets aggressive, where stereotypes are confronted. And we're from Minnesota, we sure as hell are nice. I'm Sachin. And I'm Rob. And today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download, a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash mnnice. I've been listening to Audible when I'm at work or when I'm driving. It's just a good way to pass time during... Those times where you're just kind of bored anyways. Rush hour in the summer is worse than normal. So she yeah. the detours. Construction and everything is crazy. Get yourself so. a long one. Yeah. It took me, it. I think it took me 35 minutes to get to the gym today. So I was able to just listen to a book instead. Save yourself the trouble. Yeah. All right. So. It's been a little break. A lot of shit's happened since we last got at you guys. but Yeah. So the big topic we wanted to start with was the Trump and North Korea meeting. And the first thing I want to say about it before we get more into the political aspect of it is that remember that do you hear about the quote that Trump had where he was like get a good angle of us so we look skinny and beautiful I did not see or that. skinny and handsome and then they pan over right after he says it they pan over to him to Kim Jong-un is it Kim Jong-un it's just Kim well, but yeah yeah okay they pan over to him and it, he just like is like like making the almost awkward looking face of all time and i saw a meme that was like this is the most office moment in real life i've ever seen and it was so awesome i'll, t- I'll show you it true. i could totally picture it. i even need to see it dude i can picture that happening because he doesn't change his facial expression yeah. kim doesn't at least well and he just like looks at the camera yeah. and like looks away and you can tell that he he's not used to being in a situation like that and he's not used to he's just being like, democratic. He's also like, am I getting trolled? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, he has no idea. He doesn't understand the language. <laughs> yeah. They need a translator. It's crazy. No, I think he definitely understands English. But they have the translator. Dude, they have the translator for, for like, for, he knows English. But they give a translator on purpose. It's just because okay. whether he knows English well enough, like Putin or something. But, like, you also only speak. It's like when Putin gives any public address, he speaks in Russian because... You don't want to be speaking in another native tongue. So if yep. any public appearances, especially Kim, who's a dictator, but they wouldn't be private only, room. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they had a translator who was also an aide, you know, and they would just speak. I'm sure it was like you know, Kim's not. It's like a power play, like anything else. You know, you're gonna speak through an aide versus yep. speak directly. You know what I mean? To like, it's you know, belittling the president. Yeah, I'm sure he, he definitely knows English. He was studying. Okay. He's studying in the West. I'm pretty sure. I know his brother studied in the West, so he definitely knows English. Fair point. That's what's, so yeah, it's just a power play. So yeah, I don't know. I thought that meme was hilarious. Um, my big takeaway from it is, and I know this is where we're not going to differ per se, but you might get heated on it. But the big takeaway for me is when we, when you take this meeting and this happening, everyone's trying to belittle it that's liberal, and the conservatives are obviously like overplaying it. But what's interesting to me is just seeing how the news is trying to um, persuade and mold the public perception to say like, oh, this isn't that big of a deal, blah blah blah, and like trying to do it all in the politics aspect. They're all playing. They're playing the game when, in reality, like I don't think Trump has done a lot of good things in these two years. But we got to give him credit when credit's due. Even when he's been a horrible president, you still got to be like, okay, you know what? That was one thing he did well. Okay, well, I have a lot of you have a lot of things there, and I have some points. Well. The, the media is not giving them the credit because they moved on to immigration policy and children in cages. So there's that. But also to get back to the other point you made, Trump wants to be known as the one who like went to Kim and opened up North Korea. But if you look at what actually came of the meeting, the only thing that came of it was the U.S. The North Korea won, in my opinion, because the U.S. said that Trump said they'll stop their war games. 
But North Korea didn't agree to anything that they haven't already agreed to. They literally the yep, I, the ninety five agreement with Clinton administration is identical. You know, yep, no, I but it's just it. a whole PR propaganda tool for Trump. But he's getting trolled by children in cages. Okay, and the two things I'll say to that is, yeah, this dude doesn't stop. So like a week later, he's already doing something that's absolutely ridiculous again. I get that, and the whole Jeff Sessions thing is that dude's like he needs to get out. Like he can't be in the. Um, I think everyone in, needs in to go. I think whatever. everyone needs to go at this point. But my, but my kind of my point is, yeah. I mean, it moves too fast these days, especially Trump. That yeah, we like that one good thing kind of happened, and yes, it was similar to what Bill Clinton did. But I don't think the discussions are going to stop. I don't think the meetings are going to stop. So hopefully, we'll get some denuclear, denuclear Jesus, denuclear. Denuclearization. That's a you're saying nuclear like George Bush. Okay, whatever. Nuclear. Hopefully we get that, and I don't never. I don't think it'll never happen. Okay, but it'll never happen because it's a pessimistic. No, I'm looking at because look at what Trump did with Iran. Iran made whether they agreed to it. Whether they whether they actually stopped the uranium enrichment versus yeah. not is a completely beside the point. But Trump essentially just ripped up that deal without going back to the table. So why would North Korea ever agree to giving up anything, knowing that you know, especially since there's not too much continuity between American administrations, mm-hmm. give up any concession, knowing that in ten years because he's going to be leader until he gets assassinated. In ten years from now, you know the stance will change, and if I don't have my nukes, you know they just invade him because he is a nuke, so he can't be invaded now. Like literally, he got the nuke. And they tested it, and they proved they can reach the U.S., and they haven't tested it since. Mm-hmm. Because they don't need to. They have what they have. The, the engineers got all their, their data, so they don't need to test anymore. All of a sudden, and then the U.S. came to the bargaining table. And, like, yes, I'm not blaming Trump for everything because he was put in a bad position by the last 25 years of presidents. Yeah. But I guess the big thing that, that I you want... Can't, you, can't, you can't negotiate with Kim. You just can't do it. I guess, but I guess the big thing, the big thing for me was... There's some diplomacy out of Trump, which we haven't seen a lot, and everyone still wanted to. Was it diplomacy though? Because he was saying how after like he's uh, Un is a Kim is a great guy, like the best guy. He's a dictator. He's a despot. You know, he's a bar. He has work camps and tournaments. You know, it's like I understand that, but at this point, when someone has um, tested their nukes and they have tested that they can reach the United States, we have to. We have to. Don't say he's a good guy though, dude. No, no, I understand that. I mean, the guy's the guy's crazy. Trump is. And I'm, he's overdoing it, but the point is that he could present, he could be presented this exact same situation and go about it a, a completely Trump way to do it and be like, oh, you like, you can reach us, like, who gives a shit? But like, Kim, try see, it. The thing is, but, though, that's never gonna, that's just, I don't agree with that at all because Kim's pandering to his base, like North Korea, the citizens, and they've been trained since Kim Il sook, the first dude, to, the dude who started North Korea, essentially, that America is the devil. No, and okay, all but, this and so like like every and now they they got exactly what they wanted Kim got what he wanted out of the meeting before the meeting even started he got a handshake he got a handshake with Donald Trump that was photographed and he can go back to his people and say that like Trump should have always waited till the end of the meeting and if the meeting didn't go well just left you know didn't give Kim that validation but by doing that at the beginning it's a little thing like that you know just tactically and bargaining okay. because he, that's what North Korea wants they've never negotiated with okay. the US but that's, that's not that wasn't really my point my point was no but you're talking about diplomacy and I'm just saying diplomacy goes into all these little it's every it's before the meeting even starts where it even lands you know because it's espionage it's counterintelligence it's all that that's diplomacy it's spying on and being spied on that's what diplomacy is and not getting caught if you get caught it might turn into something else but that's diplomacy in today's world that's my point 
I guess, but I think that Trump could go about this situation a lot differently. And he's gone about a lot of other situations and a lot of other alliances that we've had very poorly. And I think that, yes, this isn't an alliance. And yes, we should treat him still as a dictator, but going about it in a more diplomatic way where he's not being that like belittling. I mean, yes, he started off belittling, but now that they're in, like they went into a meeting together after calling him a rocket man. Like, you know what I mean? Like for Trump to kind of, Ease away from his. But we all know his, word, his words don't mean anything. We all yes, know but that. they mean stuff to other people. Well, they he just says things to his base so they can say, "See a win, he's doing something." But other people, but see nothing that. actually comes of it. But other people see that anymore. It's just like everyone's just so caught up over it now. It's like just a negative feedback loop of a, it's like just a terrible cesspool. But I mean, if you think that irrational independent, it's just there aren't many of those these days. Whether you're on the left or the right, doesn't seem mm-hmm. many people are rational. But you look at the the rational dependent realizes that you know it's probably not the best idea having him in office, whether you well, agree with no, his policies yeah. or not. You know, and I mean at this point, like there's not a lot to agree with on his policies. Um, the only thing you could really agree with is the only thing that okay. So the only thing the that, economy, the Dow Jones, I think is down. What did it go down today? So okay, six days in a row. Would do, well, no, it did not go down six days in a row. But it would have been six if it went down today. I remember seeing that yesterday on closing bell on CNBC. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess my portfolio specifically hasn't been going down six days in a row, but it did go down today. And if we want a side note to that, um, actually, because of that whole fifty billion more, um, basically the trade war with China that's kind of escalating. Oh, the tariffs, yeah, yeah. The trade war with China that's that, escalating. Cheap t- Chinese tech companies you could get at a steal, and the t- trade war settles. But like, that's Wall Street betting. Okay, you need to hear another. So that happened on Friday. So then, beginning this week, today, it went down three hundred points or something, and basically wiped away what we've gained on the year from the Dow, which is really obnoxious. I also want another side note. That, do you see the Dow today about how they're dropping GE? Did you yep. know that GE was one of the original twelve companies? Yeah. That was founded in 1896 on the Dow. Who was being put in it? Like Walgreens? Walgreens. Yeah. And then, but GE was the only company. There's one other company still on the, from the original 12 on Dow, but they changed their name to Domino Sugar from American Sugar and something. Mm-hmm. And GE is the only one that didn't change their name. And just like from that perspective, like that's an American, like that's American capitalism at its finest. You know, like a founding member of the Dow to still, like that's almost indicative of where we are today as a country. You know, you look at, you know, the old heads, the pension, the baby boomer generations, old heads, no innovation, high pensions, you know? Yeah. That's the baby boomer generation. They look, and to speak GE and how they haven't really been changing um, and how Parker bought them, which it's just, here nor there. No, but it's interesting because Park. I, I had dinner with him the other day, and he was talking about how um, at working at 3M, he kind of sees a similar thing because it's they're trying to innovate because it's so hard when you have so many people in place that have been at the company so many years to really think and innovate no, and be new. To. They're not because going to. and that's just how the structure of business is set up. Structure of business is set up that you go up the ranks slowly and you can't really hop people and there's that there's nothing there's never you never really see that. I think bigger than that, I think that does play an issue, but bigger than that is the fact that it's so rigid and structured. You look at you just have to look at Google and Silicon Valley companies, how they revolutionize the workplace yeah. and how they give you creative license and you know they give you stress free, you know, you don't have to pay for food. Like imagine like going to work, be like, I can work out whenever I wanted to, I can go eat the best food, I can bring my laundry and whatnot, get it all done during the work that you sp- like I would that wouldn't be work for me. That'd be like a place 
place you can just like take breaks throughout the day. Like I wouldn't mind being there 10, 11 hours because if you don't feel trapped in a cubicle, you know, we're doing a nine to five and like all of a sudden morale, productivity, everything goes through the roof. And especially since they yeah. have time to work on their free projects, you know, it's literally not a job at that point, especially since these are smart individuals, you know, and you don't, you're not, they're going to get their work them done. down with, you know, like a bureaucratic culture or no, and it's, yeah, like I know that. it's really, that's the bigger thing to me. Well, yeah, okay. Two points off of that. The first is that is that is huge as well. But I kind of I do see just at working where I'm working and just that whole like eight to five kind of landscape is they have it set up of you're gonna get like a three percent raise every year. Eventually, yeah. after like three years, you're gonna like get a new title raise, and they you have might it set a up. Middle manager, if you're lucky, but you're, by the time you're forty. Yeah, exactly. But it's set up that there's steps and stepping stones after a certain amount of years. Doesn't matter what kind of performance, performance you have; it's just that's yeah. the way it is, which is a very backwards way. And of you kind of have to. It's more about knowing, like schmoozing to the right boss and making sure he likes you and picks you for the next opening versus yeah. like oh maybe you're not the best employee unless you like. It's just it's more and, that than product, product, and it's looking at the boss that's already doing well. That when he gets promoted, maybe you'll get his position. Yeah. That kind of stuff, and it's just a, it's a lot. But brain. the one thing that I will say about um, Google and how they transform just the work environment, which is really important, is you look at me being at my job from eight to five. I could get my work done a lot quicker than what I do, and if I did, I could get maybe more responsibility. But at the same time, knowing that I'm not going to have that transformation and by performance-based um, raises and performance-based kind of movement within the business, there's no real reason for me to get my work done quicker because then I'll just have to take on more and feel yeah. more stressed out because then when you start to take on more work, some days, yeah, I'm not that busy, but some days I am busy because just the work that I have isn't going well because certain things aren't, like, aren't working out well and I have to reach out to people and that can be a stressful, busy day. Yeah. So it's it's That's it's true. that give and take of okay I could maybe take on some more but then I'm risking having more when like things are not working well and it's not seamless of having it all blow up in my face and not having any benefit of a performance raise and that's the one thing that I do enjoy about the the sales structure is you get that commission and that's an interesting that's an interesting side note to why sales can be like. Um, very intriguing but it doesn't always end up that way because your base is going to be a lot lower dude that's my whole career it's like when I first start out as a dentist it's either I'm guaranteed a salary but it's also yep. if your production is high you get a percentage of production if that's high enough you get yep. that instead and it's like a monthly thing or you know mm -hmm. whatever so it's like and it's like you own eventually you own your own clinic yeah, and then it's like you need it's, it's production. You know, you're not getting paid if people don't come through the door. Yeah, because so like, well, then you're not so doing like, that. Yeah, exactly. It's, and that's yeah. why a lot of my mindset and a lot of what I spend my free time doing when I'm th just thinking in my head is a lot of those entrepreneurial ideas and like business ideas. Because one quote that I've heard when I was younger, I think my dad used to say it a lot, is "You'll never get rich off a W two." And what he's kind of saying is, you you're in that system. Where if you become an entrepreneur, what you're going to end up putting yourself in a position is whatever the company, however that grows, I'm going to, my salary, my, my business grows. I am part of that. And that's a lot different. Like that's a lot different way to look at a business and a lot different way to look at a salary is like, okay, if I spend that extra hour and a half and get that extra client and get like grow the business this way and have this person under me to help improve production, like that's all going to affect my bottom line because my bottom line is the company because the company is what I do. 
I just want to address your first point. I think it's funny that your dad said you're never getting rich off a of W two because that's like no, that's I won't say that's not my well, my parents said could be further than that, but it is in a different like in a perpendicular sense. Let uh-huh. me explain. Like my parents, my whole life, you know, it's been MD doctor, yep, yep. and like that's a W two. You get paid from a hospital, or whatever, unless you know for various reasons. But like, it's like funny because like your dad saying you know entrepreneurial spirit, all that. And my parents will like become a science major, get a four hour, go yeah, yeah, go to med school. And I don't know if my dad ever really was had like pushed an entrepreneurial spirit, but it's just kind of the idea of a W two is it it is that business structure of you having to improve every year, and it's a slow improvement that you don't really have a lot of say in how that goes. You don't have a say in how the promotions go. It's a lot more luck based than if you do start your own business. It's a lot more. Um, Hard work. If you do start your own business, you need a little luck too, man. Oh, of course. But I need more luck than a normal nine to five. Uh, For drastic improvements, no. I think if you start your own business, you need to be very good at what you do, but you also need to be a little lucky with like meeting the right person at the right time, right place, right time. No, I get that. In some sense, you need a break, your big break. Like, you know Jiffy Lube? Yes, I do know Jiffy Lube. Okay. So my dad. interviewed the dude who like founded it yeah ed flaherty and he said he was just he just had a normal like auto parts whatever thing yeah and then one day a crew chief from an indy 500 team came in and like was getting his car worked on whatever it was like with the family thing just was sitting there and was like hey do you know how you can improve this significantly told him how to improve it mm-hmm. and then he like Jiffy Root became a thing yeah it's just like it's like it's like if that jerk off went into any other tire store or whatnot you know like but okay that's just crazy that's, that's really true and that's like that's a coincidence that made him be like able I mean, to but he also had the brilliance and the work exactly. ethic to capitalize exactly. on that exactly. information, piece of information. It, he realized it wasn't just yeah him. exactly because if he went into a different store and said that to someone else they could have been like oh cool i'm what not gonna do anything want, about what it. if he just went into stores and did that it's like a hobby to troll yeah, maybe. <laughs> but you you can see that obviously that guy hearing that he was able to create it and it wasn't just i mean you can have a great idea but it's having that mindset and having those ambitions to actually make that a thing where other people might have heard that and been like oh you're right that would be better i'm not going to do anything about it so well it's funny i google this ed flaherty guy and the second thing that comes up is my dad's article (laughs) you know what he leased a gas station for his rapid oil change a chief mechanic of an IndyCar racing team came to his store giving detailed suggestions to become faster at oil changes. <laughs> that is when rapid became truly rapid. My dad's a troll. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Just like the crew chief. Why doesn't the crew chief start his own fucking store? Um, and I'm sure he's a good life, but like still, like yeah, it's well, it's it's. I don't know. I think it breaks down to. Um, it's it is a lot of work, and a lot of people don't want to put in the time to make something like that. And it's because it's not, you don't just have a great idea and it's like, okay, that I, I'm, that's a million dollars tomorrow. It takes time and it takes a lot of effort. But I also, I also think though that with all these entrepreneurs and stuff that it may not be their first effort that succeeds. It's like more often than not that their lucky break may come on your third or fourth try, yeah. you know, but just, you have to find enough time. But And it, well, and a lot of times it's that first idea um, is a start and it's a foundation, but then you pivot to a different audience or a different, you know what I mean? Because your initial idea, you might think, oh, this is, would be a great product for this. 
but then you end up making that product for some completely other demographic because it fits them more and it might be a different purpose but it's the same product it's a very interesting thing um let's move on to some sports it's my favorite time of the year yeah so well a year four years give or take uh exactly four yeah um world cup started and i actually have a lot of questions about this i so there's been a lot of upsets to start the world cup that's been i kind of want to get your take on that and but i kind of wanted you to direct it towards um three i guess there's probably three things i'm going to start with two and maybe i'll think of the third the first one is do so i've i kind of like from what i've learned or what i've read and heard about the world cup is this country that the world cup is based in usually does really well and has won multiple times so i kind of want to hear your take on the corruption in fifa and more so just the corruption in like it, it does russia have a real chance to win this and that kind of stuff and then the second one is why is Mohamed Salah like some god in Egypt? Like, I get that he's a great player, but like, I've been reading articles that this guy, I don't know, is he a, the top, a top three player? Like, what's the deal with him? And the, well, the third one will he come. had the most goals in the Premier League by him. Not, he might have the most goals ever. Okay. Salah, Premier. Yeah, it is, it is, it is, a, it is a record of most goals in the Premier League. But the thing is. Is he uh, like the first Egyptian to be amazing at 34. Yeah, pretty much, but I don't. He's amazing, but I don't consider him one of the best in the wor- world yet, or world class as they. The How term. old is he? I'm like, I don't know. He's a Liverpool player. I don't know that much about them because they're shite. He's 26. So he's at his prime, pretty yeah, much. Exactly. He's fast as hell. Fast Egyptian. Didn't win me my bet today, though. Really disappointed in that. Yeah, they lost three to one. My Which team then, Senegal, though. My team Senegal were huge underdogs. Parlayed them. Fucking Ghana Gay, my favorite player in the world. Yeah, he, got the, he was an own goal, but like it was him. He hit the shot, but whatever. They got a cheeky dub versus Poland. That's a good. That's a good segue though, because you had a bet and you had Egypt winning, correct? And they or played Russia. Draw, draw. And they played Russia. So why yeah. is Russia? The, I no, heard they Russia's weren't that good. Like, no. So why did they win five zero and three one? Well, I saw the goals today, and it didn't look like any of the goals were from fucking referee. I couldn't watch the match, but yep. the referee's like decision. But the first game, I was like, there's got to be some late betting on that because no way it was five nil, even though Saudi were bad. But I think it's with the exception of uh, South Africa in 2010. You're right about the home team doing well. But I don't. I think it has something to do with Putin, I, and FIFA's corrupt and it's Putin. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he went into that Egyptian locker room and was like, I don't know, maybe maybe he's like Mosala. Do you want to do you want to walk out here with your other shoulder intact or something? Because he heard his shoulder of the Champions League. I don't player. think he directly. No, locked him. obviously Putin's crazy. not going to do it. He's not that yeah. dumb. But like, what happens if it's through some channel? You know, there, there's a video of African referees being bribed. You know, that were scheduled to officiate at the World Cup. Yeah, it's like the FIFA's hella corrupt. It's not a good organization. But I still love. I'm kind of a hypocrite in that sense. Like, I don't fuck with the NFL. Actually, I'm not. Because well, the reason the NFL is injustices against minorities and social action, but FIFA's corruption. It's like both bad, but like one's worse. And yeah, and I was gonna say, there's not a lot of corruption per se in the NFL. Um... There is. Ziggy Krim was a convicted felon of fraud and racketeering. Ziggy Krim? Ziggy Wolf. Oh, you said Krim. Oh, I meant Wolf. Yeah. The owner of the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, that's... Okay, but that doesn't mean he's... 
uh, that doesn't mean the league is corrupt and how they're paying their players and stuff like that. Where I think FIFA has a lot more. They're not paying the players; it's officials and the referees being brought. No, but what I what I okay. So what I've heard is lost. that they don't actually pay these players. There's like these third parties that who the teams. Yeah, I heard it's through some system that like third parties like pay the players and they, or like the teams play these like third parties and the third parties play the players. A lot of teams have depends on the team, but have debts that they have to pay, and it's like a weird debt payment because it's not like it's around more of a business than it being owned. But okay. no, they, the team pays the wages. Okay, the team I was pays the I wages. was listening to some podcasts. What podcast um, is that? I've never heard of that. And like, I read about finances. Like, yeah. I've read about Everton's finances. And like, well, no, it was it was a flagrant two podcast that of people that don't know a lot of soccer, but they had two people on that that do like a soccer podcast. Probably like a few teams that got into debt or some weird thing. But I know that's not the norm. Okay, teams are not going to be paying a company to pay their players. Just doesn't make sense. I heard it was like some Illuminati it could, shit. It could but. be like they have debts they need to pay, and they pay like the money to an arbitrator who divvies up the funds or some bullshit like that. But who knows? Okay, whatever. But yeah, we see Germany lost to the World Cup. That's tears because I bet on them. Um, They're already out. No, they lost to Mexico, but like they haven't won a game in the last six matches except for like they played. South so Canada how does it work? So if you do, you have to win your group first or second. Okay, and then you then it's single elimination after that. And then it's the knockout stages. Okay, and then there. So there, no, nothing's really decided yet. No, but it's, I mean Egypt. It's, it's going to be mean, tough for Egypt to make it because they've Egypt, lost Egypt's two. eliminated. Okay, they're eliminated. Um, yeah, if you lose, yeah, it's it's it like if you the you you know it's like any pool play tournament. Remember baseball? Yeah. The first two games, you know what you're going to be doing. But you still have to play the last game. Yeah, I mean, you still play the last game. So it's like a friendly? Exactly. So you don't bet on the games that don't mean anything, bro. Fucking mm-hmm. don't know what's going to happen in those lines. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you play the game. Fans still pay the money. You play the match. 64 matches in 64 days. Or in, uh, 64 matches in... It's probably less. 32 days or something. Yeah. It's, it's okay. the 14th. 13th to the 15th, I think. All right. 14th. Of, yeah, whatever. Let's move on. Um. So, in other news, XXX is... Tentacion. XXX Tentacion. Uh, he was murdered on the streets. Yeah. I just want to say, first thing is, wow, Reddit, man. I, I just saw a tweet like, wow, RIPX. I'm like, okay, that only means one thing in the context. So I went to Reddit. Literally, the, the thread was 40 minutes old and already was updated like five times. Had like seven different camera angles of the, the body it's like not it super for really? life like they had like dude like reddit goes i haven't seen that bro i just go every every new breaking news thing i go to reddit because i know their reddit saludes yeah. have what i'm looking for unedited like you know because like a news page like won't give will give you a write-up and stuff Reddit will give you the links and then yeah. the comments you go like oh shit but like so like i saw i saw the body from two different angles and it's it's not i mean it's a Dead individuals. Yeah. You know, Jeez. watch at your own risk. But it didn't look like he got shot. There was not much blood. So it looked like it could have been a painless death, but it's still bad, dude. You, no matter, he was a shitty person, but no one deserves to be murdered. Yeah. And it's just, it's so interesting. And it's crazy that they had so many angles. And I heard that a lot of people, there was like videos, and a lot of people weren't helping him. They were just taking pictures and stuff. And it's like, what has our world become? But. And his, his death was smeared on, on social media, like, before the family probably had closure. Because, like, before, the, the Broward County Police yeah, Department they, they was, like, it. tweeting about it, but they yeah. weren't tweeting names. 
but everyone knew it was X. Like, yeah. Every, like, it was just like, really like a, from the Reddit, it was like, it was like, And okay. then they ended up tweeting his name. Yeah, because I mean, every, it was the worst kept secret because we have the video, you know? Yeah. It's like. What? Okay. So, and I, like you said, he, yeah, he beat his pregnant wife. So he isn't a great Girlfriend. Person. Girlfriend. Yeah, you're right. Was <laughs> not. He's, yeah. he's not married. But um, it's so tough. And this is, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to have a definitive answer on this. But it really brings into the question, like those, like have you ever heard that Gerard Carmichael joke about this, where it's like town over morals? I don't know, but I mean, I and it also there's an o- there's a Dave Chappelle joke too that talks about like Bill Cosby and saying like that he saved a bunch of like black kids' lives and like he was like this he was like a huge idol, I not idol, and he also helped so many people. See, I don't like that at all. No, no, no I know. Above the law. No, I get that. No, but it's so tough because when you look at like his body of work and how much he's touched people and moved people in a good direction, then you just see him come out to be the serial rapist. It's so like mind fucking and conflicting, and it's tough, man. Because I I would say like yeah, Yeah. XXX Estacion's a horrible person for beating his girlfriend that was pregnant. Like that's just unconceivable. But at the same time, his music probably touched so many people that were in depression states and just and were in a bad mindset um, because he did have that kind of I mean his music was brilliant I mean I like and his music tough. but I don't listen to him because of his antics like I don't stream him I don't like I like I like you know I'm not can give validation to an individual like that and that goes back to like I don't believe he should have been murdered because he was gonna go to prison for what he did and this way he's a martyr to his fans now you know and he mm-hmm. becomes immortalized almost like Tupac in a sense I don't think like you know Tupac was obviously a way bigger influence and a better rapper but you know it's similar it's just parallel you know a different scale obviously. you act like Tupac didn't like murder people I know but like there's a di- there's a difference My, between a murder though and beating a pregnant girlfriend no I understand it like domestic and I know and like, it's, I mean, it's, it's a spectrum like a lot of things in life but it's just it's tough because it's it's hard to not separate it but at the same time, sometimes maybe you should. And I don't know if that's the case for X. And I don't know if that's... And that's probably not the case for Bill Cosby. And it's probably not the case for a lot of these other people that have done horrible things. But it's just interesting to see how art can be so positive from such a bad person. It's just such a weird complex. That's hard to wrap your head around. Because like a lot of the music that he put out there was really like probably self-medicating for a lot of kids. So like and like a lot of sad boys these days on SoundCloud. Yeah, I mean Juice a lot world, of the rappers these worlds taking over. Yeah, I mean he I, and <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen. It's just crazy. Yeah, but I I don't know. I will say like I do enjoy his music. He and dying at twenty, it would have been interesting to see what kind of music he would have continued to make. But I obviously we're not gonna see that. No, that's the first one to fall. It's only June. I guarantee you it's probably not the last. Yeah. Well, I, I saw like 69. It's a 69, dude. 69 is like Slovakia. It's not, it's Takashi 69. Takashi 69, whatever. It's not, it's, he goes, everyone calls him a 69, but his full name is Takashi 69. Yeah, whatever. But I, I mean, like, he's, he's trolling all over the place. The wrong people, too. You don't want to be trolling Chief Keef, because Chief Keef's music career kind of fell off, so you know he's doing illegal shit again. Yeah, and you know he's got the strap. Like he, you know he's. he's Dude, got why guy. do you think six nines in Slovakia, bro? Chief Keep can't leave. Yeah, <laughs> Chief Keep can't leave the country. Not on can, but let's move on. All let's right. move on. Let's move on to to so 
this weekend there was Donald Trump Jr. Jr. posted a video of him at the gym, and he squatted he squatted three hundred seventy five pounds. Now this guy's like forty five. He's got a dad of like four kids, whatever. And this was the most pathetic video. His knees look like Jello, bro. Like my knees are bad from Air Alert. His knees are gonna be worse than mine, bro. They were wobbly, like a fucking mastic house, like in the wind, dude. Not gonna lie though, that's a lot more weight than I could do, bro. Anyone? You didn't even go till depth, like, dude. Anyone can do a shitty rep that's gonna kill your body. It's like, and then I found the deadlift video of him deadlifting three hundred pounds, and he literally looks like Gumby. His back does all the work. He's fucking not lifting with his that's legs. That's how you hurt your back. It's dude. like, and 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 the worst part about it is in each video, he's got people amping him up, like, and and then at the end of the squat, he's like, yeah, PR baby. It's like, what kind of negative fucking feedback circle jerk loop is this bullshit? It's like someone's got to yeah. stop, and you know why? Why it gets to my kicker here? It all occurred in a CrossFit gym, and there are other people like watching it. And it's like. If like and like women and like other people who don't look at athletic, it's like they just see this and they're getting encouraged by trainers to do this. It's like that's one of the issues Not I have with the CrossFit like, cro- community, man. It's, cross- it's a hard workout. Like don't get me wrong, like, you, I've seen that shit on ESPN. Like that shit's tough. But the community is like the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Dude, it's kind of, and I'm not gonna like try and knock this group, but it's kind of like the hipster phenomenon that kind of, that happened when we were. In high school till fairly recently, it's still pretty much around. But that CrossFit kind of blends in with the hipster stuff. And it's it's just trying to act like you're better than somebody by doing something that's good. You know what I mean? It's like weird. Dude. It's like it's like I'm giving back, so I'm above you. It's just like a weird concept. I don't know. What do you mean like, you're giving back? I don't, no, no. Like a lot, of the, a lot of hipsters are like very environmental. But I don't think hipsters are the ones doing CrossFit. The ones doing CrossFit are like no, but it's a 25-year-old yuppies who have a, like a BMW 3 Series on lease and eh. like think they're better than other people. You're That's, right. You're that, right. Because these they, suckers are at the gym with all the doors open, blasting shitty music outside, doing like these dumbass circuits, dude. I'm like, what is this? I guess I just don't know enough about CrossFit. Bro, just like, examine them in the wild, bro. It's literally, it's yeah. fascinating. It's fast. It's like muscle confusion at its finest. Hmm. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. But like the people like, who compete are ripped. But I don't believe that they're doing CrossFit all day long, bro. I bet they're in the gym pumping iron. Then they go for like a nice long run, yeah. maybe a swim. And then they're like, oh, we're going to compete in this. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's body weight workout and endurance, you know. Yeah. I don't imagine them. They're like doing like a I've fucking seen, like, rowing machine thing. for like five minutes, then running a hundred meters, and like you know, like they do the weird. It's like confusing. It's like yeah. a, a playground for adults. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Like they flip a tire. It's like what the fuck. Yeah, no, I know. It's, and it's like it's, it's all hard workouts, but it's just like I swear the people, the commercialized version of that is like when you see the cool elliptical on the TV, yeah. and then you get it. It's a piece of shit. Well, it's kind of like that. What's that strongman race or whatever? That strongman or Ironman? No, no, no. World strongman competitions, no, no, like not, with the mountains. No, I get that. No, it's it's that like Ironman. No, it's like a race that like you you run in the mud and like do some crazy. Tough mudder. That's it. Yeah, tough mudder is one. Those of them. are actually tough. I've heard. I've yeah, no, it, I don't. I've heard like those like, are an obstacle course. But see, that's different. That's just like for fun, and you do it with friends, and it's like to I test. Guess. Like you do it as like you're not like doing it as a workout every single it's day. It's so extra. Like, but see, I would go do that with buddies and like, hey, like, let's see who's just like the fittest, like who can do it. Like, it'll be fun, like, you know, make it a little competitive. And, you know, no. you do because you pay like, a decent amount of money for that. It's not like you're, yeah. it's, there's one thing between doing that as an activity versus doing it as a workout every single day. 
It's like if you do that every day, you like go join the army, dude. Go yeah. go go do a basic training down at Camp Pendleton in Georgia or some shit. Yeah, no, <laughs> don't okay. be paying like a hundred bucks to do an obstacle course. That's yeah. extra, but yeah, no, um, I just have to get that off my chest. I saw that, I saw that video, and I was just like, bro, the amount of arrogance and just like ego. It's like an ego. It was like, it was like everything about ego lifting was just in that video and that yeah. CrossFit place. It's weird that he wasn't doing like a bench press. I feel like that's the thing that you're supposed to. That's the ego, like that ego lift of all time. But like CrossFit's all about like compound movements and full body workouts. That's the whole thing, dynamic and like. The squat's the best lift to do. I just started squatting yesterday. Probably deadlift. Squat, yeah, squat, whatever. So more balance involved with the squat. One of the week is uh, I guess I don't really know if this is to- Toscana or Stefano Di Blasi, but one of the two from Naked Wine. Um, you can put in a promo code. No, I'm kidding. We don't have a sponsor from them. But yeah, that's the wine of the week. It's a it's a red blend. Is what it is. Uh, NBA drafts tomorrow. Not a lot to say about it. I do have to. I guess the big thing that I'll say is where we're picking in the draft, the Timberwolves. There's no good prospects. Like there's no one I really want. We trade Shabazz. I mean, not Shabazz. I mean, he's already gone. We trade Artias. We trade Wiggins. I'd be okay trading Wiggins. I'd get Mo Bamba, to... dude. We need a rim protector. Mo Bamba. <laughs> dude, he could be scary, bro. No, he looks <laughs> he really could good. Be... I'm not going to lie. His style, like, he looks good. Anton, too. The guy from... Aiton. 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 From Arizona yeah, looks Aiton. really good. We'll uh, see, though, man. That's the thing about the draft. That's the one reason I'm glad we're not in the draft early is because you never know. Like, Luka Doncic, you know, he's eating from... Yo, Real he Madrid. looks good, man. I think he's actually the real deal because he's played, like, his, what, like, 80th game for Real Madrid. Yeah. He's still putting up, like, 29-9. But No, he's not putting up that much. Yeah, then his last game. And, like, a good big game. Okay, they usually... Okay, the thing about Europe that makes it really tough is they don't play him enough to get the kind of numbers that they need. Like, he's averaging, like, 14 points per game, which is a lot in Europe. And he got the EuroLeague MVP, and he I think they just won the tournament, the championship, in um, in Spain, which is a good, like, one of the better leagues to be in in Europe. But, yeah, man, I don't know. He I think he's the real deal. Uh, I think um, Micah Bridges is going to be really good. I don't know who that is. He played for Villanova. He looks really good. And he might go for, to the Sixers. He's, like, a 6'9" small forward that can shoot really well I don't know he could be really he could be cheeky but it is what it is um, you got anything else? nah I'm just reading a really beat article about top 25 play, young players to watch at the World Cup alright well we already talked about that so thanks for listening to Minnesota Nice um, please review like comment uh, buy a book um, using our audible What's our, what's, it's MN Nice? AudibleTrial.com slash MN Nice. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. See you guys.